Hello, friends, and welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. Here, we enter films into a competition-style showdown, then discuss, rank, and rate before offering our final judgment on what should move forward in our tournament of champions. This season, we have chosen our favorite horror films to face off. We will now begin our fifth match in round one of our competition with The Thing versus Jaws. Today, we will be reviewing The Thing with our good friend and John Carpenter expert, Corey. Fair warning, we will discuss this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. Tonight, we've got John Carpenter's The Thing up against Jaws. We're super excited. We're also joined by special guest star, Corey, who you might have heard us mention in quite a few episodes leading up to now. Corey! <laughs> the guy you love to talk about, then hate to talk about moments later. Welcome, Corey. <laughs> We're so yes. excited to have him. I would like to clear the air before we get started. Oh, boy. On the last episode, Andrew said my favorite movie, as I said, is... Halloween Town. That was me. Not Halloween Town. Oh, sorry. Well, we were talking about the Freddy movies, Nightmare, and he oh, said... Dream Child. That Dream Child was my favorite. <laughs> now, I, I did text him Dream Child. Thank you. I think I was under some sort of spell, um, because it's actually Dream Master, and you would think that if I saw the word child in there... I would have known that I was mistaken. But... I was heavily judging you for that. Oh, when he as said well that. you should. Mm-hmm. However, I did tell Andrew I don't believe it is the worst one by a long shot. I would still say Final Nightmare is the worst one. Maybe even the remake. Is the remake the... is by far the worst that is, thing I've actually. ever seen. So, with yeah. the kid from Bad News Bears. Yeah, that is. It's yeah, not. He good. plays Freddy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he plays it Freddy. Is. So, it... just all I have to say is, I was incorrect, mm-hmm. but also. It's not, not the worst. You notice oh. how he didn't say we were incorrect about Halloween Town, though. That is definitely <laughs> Love Halloween Town. That Listen, one's stuck. I'm with you. Halloween Town's a great yeah. movie. It's got Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds is in it. She's great. And no one else I can name. Why did you look at <laughs> me when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> did you I know. say I stand Debbie Reynolds? <laughs> Why are you not on board, Andrew? Yeah. Do you not stand Debbie Reynolds is the question. <laughs> Obviously, you love Debbie Now, look, Debbie I don't Reynolds. like stereotypes, but Debbie Reynolds is pretty fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's a great time. Anyway, we're not supposed to derail like that, so I do apologize, but as we were talking, I was like, oh, wait a second, I must mention this. You know what? You have every right to clear your name. You have been mentioned quite a few times. My favorite was when (laughs) he said my last name and Andrew tried to (laughs) snatch those words out of your mouth. No, You said his last name, and I, Corey, I, listen, we have a lot of really crazy fans. We do. And I didn't want somebody showing up at your house. And doxing me. And doxing you. If I oh. might, let's just clear the air. That was not his actual last name. It's true. Just so we're clear. I hate this. Wink. We're going to dive right in, too. <laughs> Can I bring up one last thing before we continue on? Just one last Preamble. Thing. Preamble. Um, Corey is correct. He told me that part five was not his favorite movie. But Corey, do you want to enlighten everybody what you said about uh, Friday the 13th? Oh, it sucks. Don't like it. Does Joel not know it? Like no, it? <laughs> no, no one else knew it but you. I the whole series. The whole series. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh, I think uh-huh. if you. What are you and, doing here? <laughs> I mean, if if I can, what I've seen so far have not very good. They're not. <laughs> part two and Jason goes to hell have not. Been I will great. say I've only seen one and two because those are supposed to be the best ones, and I can't believe that there's that many more after them. Well, all you have to do is watch part two, as we discussed in our. Last I watched episode. the first one. One, I, I just had never bothered with them, and I don't get it. 
I am. I will say that they have good staying power, and I, I, they're popular for a reason, but all the slasher movies, bottom tier. Wow. Uh. Yeah. You heard it here. Hot takes. <laughs> Hot Corey. takes from Corey. That's why we bring him around. That's why we keep him here. The first yeah. episode, everybody. And also, I'm really hoping Jill's on my side on this next movie. Uh, well, let's start. <laughs> I am deeply disappointed. And speaking of disappointed, oh, no. Andrew's going to dive right into our synopsis of John Carpenter's The Thing. Thanks, Jill. I'm so glad you enjoyed. Say thanks, Jill. Um, so, for The Thing. Uh, the... <laughs> I'm reading directly from iTunes because I don't trust myself. Uh, this sci-fi horror classic combines gripping performances and gruesome special effects in a tale of Arctic researchers who find a shape-shifting alien under the ice. When the creature starts violently killing scientists, replacing them with near-perfect duplications, only a cynical pilot, played by Kurt Russell, has what it takes to hunt them down uh, to hunt down the monster before it consumes humanity. If it doesn't get to him first. And that's it. <laughs> that was iTunes review. Or I, iTunes. I think that's a, a quality synopsis, given that we're about to break down the whole goddamn movie. Yep. Yeah, I wow. agree. It's so, lean, and that's all it needs to be. Yeah. Yes. I think that's great. So for the next Thanks, portion, Jill. we're going to go around and get everyone's initial thoughts. Our initial reactions. Mm-hmm. So, I could, well, it's your movie, Andrew. We're going to start with you. Well, Jill, for my initial reaction, uh, like I mentioned, this is one of my favorite horror movies of all times. Two thumbs up for me. Okay. Uh-huh. Blaine? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I, I agree. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I'm going to go with two thumbs up as well. Wow. What a story. Yes. Much to Jill's dismay. <laughs> well, Corey? we haven't gotten Corey. to her yet. We <laughs> haven't gotten to Jill yet. Jill might love it. Um, I am a huge John Carpenter fan. This is not my favorite John Carpenter movie, but it is my favorite horror movie, so two thumbs up. What is your favorite John Carpenter? It's Big Trouble in Little China. I'm so glad you asked. Fuck, how did I not know that? <laughs> Why did you assume it was Village of the Damned? I didn't even want to open that door. <laughs> Village of the Damned, and we also need to say, is maybe worse than Ghost of Mars, which is... <laughs> well, we haven't watched Village of the Damned yet, so that's coming up. Oh, I'm just gearing people up right yep. for it. Yeah. Keep a lookout let's, for let's that Let's not one. bring the, the audience down. We might have some Village of the Damned heads out there. <laughs> White hair. Yeah. I mean, I suggested the movie, so. Mm-hmm. Did you? No. But, no. on to my ranking. Yeah, what? oh, Jill, it's your turn. One or two thumbs up. I'm going to give it a full thumb down. One thumb. One full thumb. One full thumb down. Are we giving partial thumbs? No, no, no. We agreed, okay. no partial thumbs. Okay, okay, okay. Just a full thumb down. It's yeah. not two mm-hmm. thumbs down. That's not what I was anticipating. I thought full you were going to go two full thumbs down because you mentioned that you might like this less than alien and you definitely double thumb down alien yeah i'll get into the reasons that i feel like this movie somewhat redeems itself okay over alien optimism nice teaser there thank god i didn't get the double alien thumb down because that would have that actually (laughs) now what does a double alien thumb down look like Uh, like like this <laughs> That's oh my, my wiener. Yep. Hogs <laughs> out. Put it away. It's on the table. Yeah. Uh, look, I go full. Um, so That's yeah. not COVID Does safe. Anyone else hear that thud? Where's the mask at? Our sound effects guy is not working. Oh, uh, no. Oh, that wasn't bad. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've got our initial reaction, it's time to get into the actual breakdown of this movie. Mm-hmm. Andrew? So, to start us off sure so 
We open up with a bang. Uh, the movie opens up with a spacecraft hurtling toward Earth, uh, which also uh, leads us to the Thing opening. Now, I personally really love the title card on this. I thought it was done really well. Kind of slow unravel. Yes. I did like that. With the light behind it. Yeah. I love the title card. The font's got that classic 80s font that almost looks like Law & Order. Which I've never understood why everyone used that font. I've they also used the dun dun, which is interesting. Maybe oh. that's why I really thought it felt like one <laughs> no, order. Maybe that was it. It <laughs> actually sounds a lot like one order. <laughs> dun dun. Okay. So, yeah, so we open up with uh, the spacecraft uh, hurtling toward Earth. And then we jump to a card that lets us know that it is now winter of 1982 in Antarctica. And we are introduced to a helicopter that is flying over a dog, and eventually they start shooting at it. Now, at this point, I think this movie is trying to posit that Norwegians can neither shoot nor handle any kind of uh, grenade. Because the they, <laughs> they absolutely miss this dog every chance they get. They, they bungle this, yeah. Oh, yeah, they bungle it terribly. My God. Also, that dog is the fastest version of a dog we've ever seen because they just can't keep up yes you know i have a lot to say at this point we don't know they're norwegians it's just and they're trying to assassinate this running dog Mm -hmm. from the helicopter yes and this cat misses maybe 47 shots oh my god yeah he probably reloaded for this not good not not well there's someone said that we don't know if he hit him if he hit him or not would it have even mattered that's a little bit of spoiler territory. I just want to go ahead and say, though, at this point in the movie, we don't know why they're shooting at this dog. Very right. And that's a strong start to Very a movie point. for me, is someone just trying to shoot a dog with a rifle. And you know what? For seemingly no reason. And then throwing grenades at it. That I... didn't start us off on a good foot. And I didn't I feel said... good about that. I mean, you've never gone dog hunting before? <laughs> in the Arctic wild? <laughs> I had a dumb initial reaction when I saw this dog walking or running through the snow, I was like, how the fuck did dog get there? It's Antarctica. Oh. They don't have any wolves down there. Uh-huh. Then I realized. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you figured it out. They use those dogs. <laughs> Sled dogs. You know, Sled, Sled dogs. dogs. I, yes. I do have to say, that didn't cross my mind. I assumed Antarctica might have wolf, but fuck do I know. Um, no animals. <laughs> yeah. No animals whatsoever. Okay, but yeah. Sorry. So... <laughs> So we see these uh, folks chasing this dog from a helicopter, dropping grenades miles off from where this dog is. And at one point, you see the dog stop and then takes off and the hel- leaves the helicopter in the fucking dust. This is a super fast dog. But the dog eventually wanders into the camp of a U.S. Uh, science facility. Um, I guess that's what you call it. And... Uh, we have all of our main cast come out to see what the commotion is. Now, at this point, we get to see our good friend, Kurt Russell, in this. And he is looking fresh in Man. this movie. He does look fine in this that, movie. Ooh, that beard strong beard. long hair combo. Oh, man. Goldie Hawn is a lucky woman. Yeah. Oh, Such a lucky woman. Absolute prime Kurt Russell. Mother oh, may yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh, to tell Lord. you. And I don't want to spoil anything coming ahead, but he has an, a clothing accessory that he puts on later on. It is. Puts it over the edge for me. I know, joke. <laughs> After I watched this movie, started down an Amazon path to find it. Um. <laughs> you guys talking about the strap on? 
Yes, it's strap-on. Oh. Oddly, it didn't take that long. Um, <laughs> Not a quick, really. Was, I already had it in my car. Yeah. Oh, I got that. Um, so, yes, we everybody comes outside, and they see and they make a determination that this is uh, Norwegian from the helicopter writings. And the dog runs up to one of our characters. The, the Norwegian man with the rifle gets out, uh, shoots one of our American characters in the leg, and the other fucking idiot dr- drops a grenade. He doesn't just drop it. It's oh, not no. a drop. No, no, no. He, no. he butterfingers this. He goes to throw it and throws it backwards. <laughs> he just breaks yeah. in mid throw and it exactly. just drops. And at that point, guys, it's some. When do you say to yourself, I'm cutting my losses, i got to get out of here? digging for that grenade. He is trying his best to find it. It's pretty wild. But ends up blowing up. Oh, yeah. So, at this point, uh, this is one of my favorite moments. The, I call him an old man, um, but Gary, our, I guess, military person on the base, old fucking West style, busts out a window and starts shooting... <laughs> And this Norwegian guy. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I wrote that down. I was like, okay. Setting. We're in this Antarctic base. Mm-hmm. Look, Antarctic. Antarctica. Yeah. And this guy busts out a window. So you're saying mm-hmm. it's cold. Yeah. Let's let's Say keep the, least. the insulation on the inside. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Not that much. Well, he's shooting people. He is shooting. And people. let me just say, he shot George Binnings in the leg. <laughs> it's it's a but little. But he could have opened the door. True. True. Yeah. There were other ways to. Uh, Take down that Norwegian guy. I'm just saying, let's keep it warm. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, that glass tube didn't seem like it was doing a great job because he didn't put too much effort into cracking that bad boy. <laughs> that gun just cracked that open. He shoots the Norwegian, falls face down into uh, the snow, and everyone's awfully confused about what's going on. Now, the Norwegian does try to tell them what's going on in Norwegian. None yes. of them speak Norwegian because no. convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too convenient for this movie. I love that he shoots George and just keeps walking right past the floor. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I also love that during all of this, Kurt Russell does not let go of that fucking scotch bottle. He is... J&B, baby. J&B. He is ready for it. But I do want to cut back just real quick before this commotion. Kurt Russell, uh, when we're introduced to him, is kind of in his, uh, what's he call it, his hut or whatever the case is. Shack. His shack. shack. And uh, he's playing a chess game, a computerized chess game, which (laughs) one of my favorite topics is old school technology, and this thing is a fucking doozy. Um, So he's playing on his computer and gets mad and destroys it. He says, fuck this game. I mean, I don't know how long he's been down there, but that game's gone at this point. Yeah, but I I think what made me laugh about it is this movie. They want you to think because Kurt Russell, we found out, is our pilot. He's not a scientist. He's not anybody. But I think by this chess game, this movie wants you to think. You know, he might not be a scientist, but he's kind of smart. I think that's what this. I think hmm. that's what they're trying for here. I he can I, play chess. I always thought it was like this guy makes really rash decisions. He's going to be an interesting leader. Kind of agree with that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily equate chess playing. He's also intelligent. It's, it's a strategy game. He just played. He got. Beaten. But he lost. He, he did. Lost. I am not, the movie is not saying he's the greatest at what he does. My it's just basically saying he's not yeah. Bobby Fischer. He, I mean, the, the movie's just basically saying, look, yes, this is a really drunkard straight guy. You know. 
He probably leaves the door open when he takes a shit, but he has a little bit of intelligence enough to play chess. I think it's saying this guy's hot-tempered. Yeah, fair and enough. It's gonna be that way for the rest I of the think, movie. I think that's probably. <laughs> I dump my scotch into oh. the computer system. I'm gonna break this whole goddamn thing. <laughs> this is how bad I am. <laughs> I lost. I'm gonna break it. You make a fair point, Joe. I'll retract my statement. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I like the. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. The reality of McCready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Of Mac. A genius madman. Yeah, a genius madman. Uh, so yeah, so at this point we're really uh, getting introduced to uh, everybody on the base. Sorry, just trying to get back on track here. Uh, okay, so we're seeing all of our main characters, and by the way, a pure sausage fest in this whole camp. There is not a single female character in this movie. Well, there's no such thing as a female scientist. <laughs> Thank you, Jill. <laughs> Especially in '82, please. Oh, Oh, your brains weren't fully developed at that point. Um, Still not. Okay, so I do want to say this. One thing that kind of stuck with me when I was watching. So we're here. We're introduced to the characters. We meet Palmer. Now, Palmer's not what we call the main character. But Palmer is smoking a joint in this uh, facility, which made me ask the question, who and how much did he, who did he get this from and how much did he bring with him? To this Antarctic expedition. They probably give them uh, carte blanche with what they got. They're like, you're going to be in sure. desolation for a while. Just But bring, see, no one's really telling want. me how long they're going to be there. So did Palmer have to say, okay, look, I'm going to be down there for a year. I need to bring a year's worth of weed with me. I mean, that seems like a lot going on. Yeah, I feel like someone said 18 months or week. I thought it was 18 weeks. That's a year. Something. And some months. Um... <laughs> Or at least like, maybe it's before contact. I think they only let him contact a couple times or something like that. I didn't get enough backstory as to why these guys are here. What they're doing. And I... <laughs> oh, well, just to clear the air, uh, they don't provide any. So Great. <laughs> it's so just... it's not, it wasn't just me. No, no. No, I'm know. pretty sure it was a snow cone startup. Desperately mm-hmm. trying to stay awake. Adventure they, animals. It's yeah. the movie. So that kind of brings me to a point that I have that I'll bring up multiple times tonight. Okay. Is that homeboy got shot right through the forehead, sure the Norwegian did. guy, mm-hmm. and they all bring him inside, and no one is having a reaction to this dead body. Yeah. They're not bothered by it at all. What kind of scientists are, are they? Military scientists? <laughs> like, do have they seen a lot of shit before that this just isn't a big deal to them? Mm-hmm. And this happens multiple times throughout the movie. Unbothered by I, these dead bodies. I'm gonna guess most of them are Vietnam vets. Oh. Based on the time, Palmer, Palmer strikes me as well. Palmer, def, I, Palmer almost looks like he's wearing a uh, Lieutenant Dan esque outfit <laughs> <laughs> during this whole movie. The inspiration for Lieutenant Dan. Yes, <laughs> if you didn't know, Palmer will be Lieutenant Dan. Um, but yeah, so we get introduced to everybody. Um, I really can't tell you what everybody's job is, except that Mac <laughs> flies the helicopter. I know that Clark uh, keeps the dogs. He keeps those. Dogs. He keeps the dogs. <laughs> Uh, Wilford Brimley and Dr. Copper. Copper. Okay, just a little insight. I always thought it was Cooper and Gary just pronounced it weird. It's definitely Copper. I had to look that up. Um, So yeah, they're doctors. I think Fuchs is also some sort of Fuchs is something. something. Yeah, he's in there with the doctor crowd. And Roller Skates is the chef. Mm -hmm. And Roller Skates, yes. Nalls. Nalls. Nalls is the chef. 
Everybody else, I couldn't tell you what. Um, no. <laughs> Windows is name? like the communications <laughs> yeah. guy. Windows handles the radio. I keep wanting to call him Wheels. I don't know why. Um, also, but yeah, fun fact about Windows, if you didn't recognize him, he was Fox in The Warriors. The guy who got thrown from a train. <laughs> I can guarantee. Do you know The Warriors? I have. We oh. watched it together. Oh, okay. Yes. Just making sure. Yeah, I could Jill? Do. No. No idea what that is. Come out and play? All right. Anyway. Anyway. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Uh, so I'm getting lost here. Okay. So, so the characters, yes. And yeah. Gary, so Gary you, was like the commanding officer. You meet yeah. all of them. Don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, then... Kurt Russell. I think Palmer was another pilot. Because remember they were going to ask Palmer to go up? I'm just going to say, based Palmer. on this discussion, you got Norris and George Bennings left. Are those the only two scientists? Who's <laughs> the Norris? Whole... I'm trying to think. Uh, he was a uh, chest guy. Vance Norris. Chest guy. In, in. Oh, yes. Thank you. Chest. I don't, he, very, very minimal. I got to be honest. That. I thought you were saying chest guy. I was like, Kurt Russell? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought his name was Mac. Um, anyway, but yeah. So I guess they're scientists. Anyway. They're just, um, they're just up there. Yeah. They're hanging. So what, what, what happens next? So at this point, uh, Mac and the Dr. Copper want to... Uh, Go to the uh, base of the Norwegians and just see uh, what's going on there. So they travel. So they hop in the helicopter and get ready to go. And Corey, this is what you were talking about the first time we get to see you. He tells him to gear up. Yes. It changes nothing but one thing. <laughs> one special thing, and it is the most straight up Yosemite fucking Sam hat, <laughs> and it is astounding. It's it's like five feet wide. It it's is flopping around everywhere. It is the biggest goddamn hat. It looks like uh, the hat Jim Carrey wore in Dumb and Dumber. It is <laughs> massive, and he wears it with the straightest faces. Oh yeah, and it even has a little tie on that I noticed as well. Because God forbid this thing blow away. So yes, uh, so they head over to the Norwegian base, where they do some investigating and find that it's in uh, absolute terrible shape. Um, the holes in the building was were something that I was curious about because this building has now frozen over from the cold coming in. And so are they just throwing, again, not good with uh, weaponry, are they just throwing these grenades around, causing all this destruction? Obviously, they can't hold on to they it. They can't handle it. <laughs> Those slippery goddamn Norwegian It's not hands. surprising at all. <laughs> yeah. We'd all be lying if we said we hadn't misthrown a grenade a time or two. Exactly. Who hasn't? In our lifetime. Um, I mean, really I harsh to these Norwegians. I have something to say about when you get to it, but the fact that the whole building is frozen over, but there's one element that, that's not frozen, is the body outside is still somehow it smoking. It is still <laughs> smoking hard. Smoking then, and then when they get on the, on the helicopter, and then back at their base, still smoking. I got a lot to say about fire in this movie that kind of blew my mind, oh, but yeah, we'll oh, get yeah. there. But no, 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 you're right. It is... Still smoking. <laughs> that building is frozen. Yeah. And that body's been outside. Absolutely frozen solid. Well, let me say something. So, right when they were leaving, I believe, so Kurt Russell and the other guy get on the helicopter. But it, 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 there's another part of the scene at the camp where the dog walks in right. to a room and there's like a silhouette on the yes. wall. So, there's a, this scene is actually, I had the biggest problem with this scene. And my biggest, my problem with it is there's, there's just some, a random cut. Yeah, it fades. Well, it just fades away. Right. And you're like, did this guy, 
did he just fuck this dog? Because that's kind of, you, you know? don't know what the dog is yet. Yeah. If you're watching it for the first so time. So I thought in watching this that we were going to see like the dog's shadow overtake the guy's shadow. Because it focused great. on like his silhouette mm-hmm. like really no. intensely. And I don't know if I only think that because in an episode of Charmed when <laughs> they're doing the big bad wolf, that's mm-hmm. how you see the grandma get eaten is via shadow. So oh. I don't know if that's why I assume that. But I thought that the mm-hmm. dog was going to overtake the guy's shadow at some point. It was a weird fade. Let me say that. There's a bunch yeah. of weird fades. I didn't yeah. think he was going to fuck the this dog, the to be weirdest. fair. <laughs> I think in terms of how it's shot, it doesn't make sense in this movie. It like just mm-hmm. feels out of place. And also, it's a trick by John Carpenter because the 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 shadow is uh-huh. never identified who it is. Right, and right. And it's not even any of the actors. It is a stuntman whose name is, no shit, Dick Warlock. Which... <laughs> You're damn right. He was. Amen. He was you he know was, he can fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the wrong set that day. You know he can fuck. So it was a guy named Were Dick you trying Warlock. To be? Well, we need so, someone standing. So he did have sex with that dog, is what you're saying. Probably. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but I think Clark's fucking these dogs. I, I don't might think be. Clark well, might be fucking these dogs. Clark may be fucking these. He's got a weird obsession. He really feels for these dogs. And it is weird that you just bring a dog expert onto this uh, Arctic expedition, but whatever. I'm sorry. Clark was the only character I was able to sympathize with in this entire godforsaken movie. Yikes. I don't, okay. I don't agree. Clark's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you notice who Clark was? No. Bowers. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I still feel terrible for it. No. But funny you brought it up. Clark is actually played by the original Stanley from It. The adult Stanley. The adult Stanley. Really? Yeah, that's adult Stanley. Oh because, my god. And that's the Stan. Yes, because mm-hmm. he commits suicide. Kills himself in the bathtub. Right? Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. What are the odds I would have brought up Henry Bowers and it ended up being? It blew my mind. How I almost you? thought you knew for a second. I did not know. I did not know. <laughs> no, no, the original Stanley. So, um, I will say that uh, at the Norwegian base where we were. Um, Apparently, someone has barricaded themselves in a room with an axe sticking out of it. But goddamn, Kurt Russell didn't seem to have a problem getting that door open uh, at all. <laughs> Just... Frozen, it's frozen over. I don't know if you remember. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. If you it's didn't so notice, cold in there. It looks like uh, Mr. Freeze's lair in Batman and Robin. Um, you but... said Black Man and Robin? <laughs> black Man and Robin. Thank <laughs> God. It's the alternate one? version. It's kind of like a Blackula, but for Batman. <laughs> black Man and Robin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you never saw that spinoff. Um, but <laughs> I, at this point, we really get to see uh, Rob Boutine's special effects here because I really liked this dead body effect he did right here with the frozen blood and everything. Mm. I enjoyed I that. I like that, yeah. Throat I slit like that you brought up open. the special effects because mm-hmm. that is the one redeeming thing about this movie to me. It sure is. It really is the high point. I sure. really enjoyed yes. the practical effects in this movie, and that is why I rank it above Alien. That's the, That's why it's still so strong. Absolutely. This, I mean, special effects wise, this movie holds the fuck up. Absolutely. But except for uh, one thing, I'll mention later. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, anyway, so yes. I think I know. Me too, and I think I'm going to talk about it too. Yeah, I have it written down. Okay. Wonderful. Can't wait to get there. Uh, okay. So at that point, uh, we then venture into the laboratory, and we see that there is this. Uh, ice crate coffin that they have dug up and brought down here and it's now empty and then we um, after they've looked into that I believe Dr. Cooper picks up some papers it's copper 
Uh-huh. It's copper. Yes, it is copper. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> I will fuck it up <laughs> more and more. <laughs> I've already had to do a name check with Blaine about our next movie. But anyway, so uh, they then uh, collect some stuff, including a fucking dead body, and take it back to their camp to do an autopsy on. Now, at this point, we uh, get to meet Wilfred Brimley. Now, man. man. Tour de force. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me just say, and I'm going to say this again for our second movie, Wilfred Brimley is one of these guys that, in my mind, is perpetually about 70 years old. So, seeing him in this uh, was a little bit of a shock, because he looks younger than I realized. He didn't have a mustache, right? No. No mustache on the brim. And he starts doing this autopsy on uh, the cadaver they take back that was the only thing not frozen at this camp. And this brings up uh, something you said, Blaine, about <laughs> the freeze framing. Uh, after, after Wilfred Brimley cuts this thing up and pulls something out, he just looks down and it freezes and does a cut. Yeah, another one like that. <laughs> so many. So interesting. There's so many weird fades in this movie. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that maybe this was a high time for fades or something. It must have been. And you're like, this is the new cool thing. Put them in your movie. Or I had another theory. What if they had to put those in because Wilfred Brimley absolutely goes ham with his character? And they were like, we got to cut that out. He does make a lot of choices. Yeah, he makes a lot of choices in this movie. Like, at, at that point, he just looks down, looks up, and just begins singing uh, La Miz. Um, <laughs> I dreamed a dream. And they're like, okay, we can't rip Wilfred. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> no blame? All right. Um, Sorry. Yeah. That scene, as Corey mentioned earlier, they already told us that the helicopter ride was an hour to and from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they bring this body back that had been outside, mm-hmm. an hour helicopter ride, put it back on the autopsy table. Bitch is still smoking. Yeah, still warm. Still warm. Still smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? They did that and Jason goes to the hell as well. <laughs> they did. A smoky autopsy. They did. Interesting. Oh, smoky huh? autopsy. That's a, that's a good song. It was yeah. weird because that just means they had to throw a smoky, hot singe body into a body bag and then open it up and it was still... That's wild. And without getting so into wild. too much, you say it's an hour-long drive, right? Helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This feeds into some people's theory that McCready is 100% infected, which is okay. a theory that we'll get into later, but it's a long time. And we know mm-hmm. that that body is not dead because of what happens in a couple scenes afterwards. You're absolutely right. Hmm. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. But how does that explain the blood test? We'll get I, there. We'll I, get I, there. I was going to bring that up. We'll, we'll, get there. we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Obviously. So the problem. next scene, Andrew, I think uh-huh. they cut to the dog pen. Yes, they do. Okay, so that the note I had is we really get a feel for this alien, for one, and Robotine's astounding special effects skills with this. Uh, so Clark, the presumed dog fucker, uh, lets the dog that the Norwegian were shooting at into the kennel with the rest of the dogs at this camp. At this point, it fucking goes wild. Uh, <laughs> Up until that point, the goodest boy. He was such a Such a good dog. dog. Not a problem with anyone. Got so along sweet. with everybody. He was licking their faces. Yes. Just a really sweet dog. 
And then his fucking face breaks open. <laughs> and I had to watch it twice because it's so good. Its face breaks open. The skull falls out. and it's He just, cultivates so much mass. He does. does. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah. I wrote, uh, how many appendages are there going to be? Because <laughs> they just kept coming. It just kept happening. Uh, wires start coming out of the dog. I will say, I, it did take me by surprise as far as animal cruelty goes. When they started shooting Aww. that one dog with the yeah. alien goo, that I was, was like, oh, yeah. you should do that. This is borderline a doggy snuff film. <laughs> I'll just say that. I really didn't appreciate these scenes at all. I, mm. I did like that the rest of the dogs were like, get me the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, they were no longer the door, angry. It's not making any noise, and they just, that, that's actually kind of scary when the dogs like are the things that are running out. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part, because... The dogs are chewing through the metal fence. Not that the spaghetti tendrils that are everywhere. No, not the spaghetti They're great, tendrils. But it, that uh, is astounding. I uh, will say one thing I thought about. I I watched a couple of clips from the original movie, The Thing from Another World. And in that oh. movie, he's not really transformative. It's just like a weird-looking alien with spikes all over his hands. Yeah. And so the part where the hands come out of the dog, all of a sudden it forms like hands. I thought that might be an homage to the original movie. Uh, where it like, kind of like grab the rafters and pull itself out. Not gonna lie, didn't know that this was a remake. The Thing from Another World, yes. It's, uh, how I think it... it's more of a reimagining of the novella than a remake, even though, because the movie is, they're totally different. Oh, they're way different. Um, but uh, Also I... didn't know this was a novella. I actually Continue. didn't know that this was a novella. Look at Jill, see? Um... I would got lost. Oh, so yeah, John Carpenter actually said that his favorite horror movie was The Thing from Another World. So when he got a chance to do it, I mean, he did change a lot of it because, but I think, uh, what was The Thing from Another World? The 30s? Is Something like that. And it was a plant based organism that would release spores to infect people. Hmm. So not really assimilating in the way this one. And this is actually yeah. a lot more close to the book, the novella, than more, that one was. More vegan friendly. Absolutely. Exactly. Leafs. One hundred percent. I will. I will say I watched a clip from a, a real plant-based movie. <laughs> yeah, real plant-based movie, especially for Palmer. Um, but I did watch a clip of the thing from another world, and it was a wild scene, especially for whatever decade this was. The guy who's the monster is in his fucking cheap monster suit, but all the actors start throwing Molotov cocktails on him, and yeah. it like. It is the biggest fucking fire on this set. It, like, blew my mind. Somebody probably died during that movie. Um, That'd be a good snap judgment. Uh, maybe. I, it looked like that was the best it had to offer, maybe. though, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, so, yes, the dogs, everybody comes in. Uh, Kurt Russell <laughs> orders Childs to go get the flamethrower. And I gotta tell you, this flamethrowers are really awesome. I kind of wish I could have a flamethrower. I don't know where I'd use it, but... <laughs> but, but... Yeah, it's still awesome. They torched the dog for two seconds before they extinguished him. <laughs> yeah, let's let's burn yeah. the monster... Crisp it up like, for a little bit longer. Cool down. <laughs> cool it down. You don't have to let it burn for a little yeah. while. Uh, this is also after Kurt Russell and the rest start just shooting the other dogs. <laughs> Yeah. Which also, very sad. I mean, I kind of appreciated that, because the one dog was having, like, acid or whatever that is shot at him, and clearly in a yeah. lot of pain. So I do feel like Kurt Russell one put him out skinned. of his skin. Yeah. yeah. And it's the other bad. one was getting 
actively strangled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like so. shooting them was probably a well, the, courtesy. The thing we haven't discussed yet is there's two ways the thing can assimilate through it's a, through cellular assimilation, through infection, or through straight up physical put you against my body and suck you in assimilation. So oh, if those wow. dogs get any piece of the thing's blood on them, that's it. They may as well be killed because they're going to assimilate into the thing, into another version of the thing. It was always, I always thought it was, if this thing touched you in any way, it's got you. Game over. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what I always thought. But anyway, uh, but yeah, okay, good point. Uh, at this point, we killed the dogs and <laughs> torched this thing for just a few minutes. And then we jump into uh, the next scene, which is, again, our good friend Wilfred Brimley comes in to do this autopsy. And at this point, we get to, uh, Wilfred Brimley determines uh, that this is a life form that imitates any life uh, form it comes in contact with. And what's great is, is that Wilfred Brimley takes the time to say, uh, see this? This isn't a dog. It's like, no shit. Like, what are you doing? We know, we saw Thanks it. Thanks for the update. <laughs> Do you see us looking at it? Yeah. Thanks, Wilfred Brimley. Another thing to point out is that he, it, it's hard to tell, but he kind of puts his eraser on the dog when he's showing it off. Mm-hmm. Puts it right on his mouth. Um, if you Could go back, it. it looks like he might not actually be touching it, but that's infection. Could that could be where that's got just it. gross regardless yeah, that's also just not a very good autopsy yeah. <laughs> no like that's not it's not a good sanctuary. procedure don't do that yeah we've seen some real interesting morticians so far especially in the sound of the lamb uh, another thing mm-hmm. another weird fade <laughs> yeah it's how we this leave. is actually the wilford brimley look down fade i think isn't it <laughs> yes okay Cause, cause this, doesn't it fade <laughs> the, where he's on the computer next is that the next scene no no this it he like cuts it open and then looks down and it's really weird how it is because he looks down then it freeze frames and it comes back in the same fucking autopsy room and he's just explaining things now oh yeah yeah and then they go to the crash site you're right it's the yes. next scene yeah so they've uh, basically they've recovered videos from the norwegians and we see in the video that they've uh discovered a space uh flying saucer much like the flying saucer, <laughs> yeah, a space thing. Um, <laughs> a space flying saucer. Flying saucer, that was the best. As opposed to a non one. Um, <laughs> so they discover that that's still there, and they see perfectly cut out square where that uh, alien <laughs> grave was. So perfect. The snow has not covered it up. Nope. <laughs> Nothing. Perfect rectangle. Yes. And we get another weird fade out. Yeah, yeah we do. All in the beginning. They stopped in the fade outs around the when time the action starts shit goes up. down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Jill brought up a good point while we're watching this. No score to this movie. Um, that's not true. There's a score. Well, because the score is Ennio Morricone, who did all of the like Sergio Leone like spaghetti westerns. Sure it's did. real subtle. It's not like music. Not it's... prevalent, but like at the beginning of the movie like, too. It's uh. Uh, it comes in pretty hard, but it's not major. No, by no, no means. For the no. most part, it's silence. It's definitely most supposed to be an isolated right. feel, so it's not supposed to, but when you hear it, I mean, I do like the score. Now, guys, we, you know, we've touched on this just a little bit, but I'm curious, what do you, would you guys be able to work in an Antarctic station for 18 months at a time? No. At a certain point in my life, maybe. Mm. 
What about you, Jill? I did say as we were watching this, I'd like to go to Antarctica, but mostly just to say that I've been to Antarctica. Because how many people can oh. say that, honestly? Well, this might not surprise anyone here, but I found this fucking thing pretty goddamn <laughs> peaceful. It looks oh, like right. with, your, with your weird peaceful. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> you like I, deep space too. I love deep space. Absolutely love it. And I was watching this, and I was like, you know, you have the right things here. It might not be too bad. First of all, hate heat, so this is perfect for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a spectrum that you that you can go past in this kind of cold. <laughs> not Worse for me. than heat when it's not that for cold. Me. I'll bust out a fucking window and shoot at people. I don't care. Um, so, uh, anything to add on this uh, space <laughs> flying saucer? Space flying saucer? Mm-hmm. No. But they did say that it may have been there for 100,000 years. This is true. This is true. Big ass spaceship. Add that I love that you're talking about all the fades because I genuinely just thought I was falling asleep. And oh, like, my yeah. eyelids are Like blinking in and out. Of no. watching the movie, and I know that I was to an extent, but I was what like, did "What did movie? I miss?" <laughs> no, that's about how abrupt they were. Yeah, they were very abrupt. Yeah, I thought I was like just taking really long blinks, and yeah, if you were fading, fading like, if you were w- nodding off during this movie, you you miss you a lot. It. Yeah. yeah, you'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like, they dug up a spaceship. <laughs> No, they didn't. <laughs> they did not. They found. Yeah. I think that's part of what was happening. So I was like, God, I feel like I haven't even. Although seen it would have been great if there was just a scene of all of them out there with shovels and they dug up this perfectly circular station. <laughs> Ninety-five feet down. Ooh, that's how did wild. the Norwegians do that? Also, that yeah, how yeah. They, they really got some some good snow removal. Yeah, because the video just starts where they've already unearthed it. So yeah, this spaceship's a good sixty to ninety feet deep 100 yards across mm-hmm. and yeah. like you said like 100,000 year old snow and ice <laughs> sure they just yeah. threw grenades down there until <laughs> all the snow yeah. well that is a plot point that they like apparently destroyed this ship by by the way they unearthed it they like blew it up right it looks like a grenade. definitely a grenade <laughs> went into yeah. it because it's exploded um so yeah so we got that portion we do one of those quick fades quick and we're back to the rec room at the science facility. And Childs, played by Keith David, gives one of my favorite lines. And it's, I can't believe any of this voodoo bullshit. And I just <laughs> absolutely love that line. <laughs> and even circles back around. And he says, do you believe in this voodoo bullshit? Like, that was in the script twice. I just want to point that out. Someone, <laughs> someone really dug the word voodoo He's just in there. so stubborn. And all <laughs> yeah. Don't give me those glasses. I don't believe yeah. in this voodoo bullshit. I don't believe in this shit. But, Childs, we found this. No, I don't believe it. You see the body in the other room, Childs? That's not normal. Guys, we, we were all there. I mean, you on. saw those spaghetti tendrils. They're everywhere. You saw the monster. <laughs> you burned it, Childs. God damn it. Sheeple. You fucking sheeple. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't believe in this goddamn bullshit. And uh, voodoo bullshit. And then, again, we get another cut, and it opens back up on what I can only describe as an Atari video game, <laughs> where it's showing these cells <laughs> taking over a dog cell. And in nothing but silence, Wilford Brimley is just, uh, I guess, soaking it all in. He's contemplating and soaking. Mm-hmm. And He's also getting soaked. 
at, so at this point. He's dripping wet. Yeah. Well, I'm saying drinking. He's drinking oh, heavily. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I thought that. you were saying he was turned on. He's probably by turned on by it. Yeah. Oh, weird. Like, <laughs> Blair is strange. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about something with Blair later. But yeah, what oh. the fuck was this computer program? I was going to say, like, he just happened games. to have the perfect <laughs> yeah. technology. He just happened to have the perfect technology. It's so good. To evaluate the anatomy of the cell. Yeah. yeah the and cell show the way the cell manipulate. Also, was this like an AI? He was like typing in questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, gotcha. And to be honest, it was more accurate than the fucking AI and Alien. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like hundreds of years oh, yeah. in the future. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it did mathematics. It did everything. Yeah, it basically says that if it gets out, it'll affect the entire world's population in blah, blah, blah days. It's about three years. It's uh, 27,000 hours. Yeah. Yeah, hours, yeah. Which I, was I, three years. Yeah. I would have math. loved for the AI to come back and say, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what this is. <laughs> Hey, just saying, I can't trace it. Because what, did he load this into the program? I don't understand what this computer thing does. <laughs> he literally has a simulation simulation. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what it was painting the picture of is that he somehow shot the DNA into a floppy disk. <laughs> Put it into this Mac, and it somehow did some analyzation really fast and figured it out. So stupid. Not to mention, it did, like, calculation. It was like, well, there's this many people in the world, and if it assimilates that fast, about three years, whole world's gone. It's so gone. stupid in the fact that it makes him go ape shit. <laughs> he but turns see, is he going ape shit, or is he just That's the, the other thing, too. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Because, well, so, yeah, we that's can That's the other thing. We don't... And that's the thing that I want to get... Sat derail, but the beauty about this movie is there is no timeline. We don't know who was infected first. When they're infected, we don't know mm-hmm. any of it, except for the ones we literally see. So. Yeah, which is only really what Bennings, and that brings see me to my Binnings. next point. We definitely see witness. <laughs> <laughs> so, at that point, the body that Kurt Russell and Doctor uh, Copper brought back uh, starts to, I guess, I'm gonna assume it was de-thawing or woke up or whatever the case was. Just waiting, maybe yeah, it was just hanging out, waiting for the perfect time. until it got Bennings alone in a room and attacks him and assimilates him. And, oh. Gets that shirt off though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so let me see that chest. The Bennings attack. I found it really creepy because he's just like in that chair, getting, getting strangled. Yeah, you know, I would have said molested by this alien. Yes, it looks really. It looks like a straight up S and M scene. It was pretty wild with a lot of blood. Uh, but <laughs> so it takes over Bennings, and. For me, I think the creepiest scene is when they're chasing Bennings outside. They finally catch up to him, and it gives out that uh, alien scream, I guess. <laughs> but what's great is those hands it also has. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> what, do we, what do we do with my hands? Yeah. I like how they said, that's not Bennings. They're like, he literally is just scared. Bennings, what are you, you okay? It's like District 13 hands. Guys, what are we doing? <laughs> Those are fucking lobster hands. It's not Bennings. <laughs> Look at him. It's clearly not Bennings. Also, so, you saw him getting... Yeah. Well, Windows saw him getting... Windows. You saw this man. Windows, though. God, Windows is so Windows... Uh, I got plenty to say about Windows. I can assure you that. Um, but, again, bust out another window uh, is how Bennings <laughs> escapes. This place is freezing over faster than they can uh, 
close those windows. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Race to the finish line on that one. I tell you. Fucking yeah. dynamite exposition. <laughs> you ever have that portion where your tin steps a hit? Steps? Tins, yes. Yeah. What? All right, let's take you a You guys figured it out. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> I don't know if I missed a pill or something. Uh, but your brain is 10 steps ahead and you're still talking on the last thing. That was me. Um, so anyway, so at that point, what I love is when Kurt Russell is the only one who takes the initiative here and says, well, let's fucking burn this thing. <laughs> he opens up the kerosene and sets Benning's uh, assimilation on fire. Uh, but what I do love is the, and this goes back to my fire comment, the rapidness these people have with worrying about this fire being controlled. It is 40 degrees below zero, <laughs> surrounded by snow. I don't know if this fire is going too far out of the circular uh, range here. Yeah. It's like is a... that just me? No, they do immediately put it out every time they start a fire. Yeah, yeah. Which inside, okay. But when you're outside, let it go. I think it's fine. Let it go for further. Throw some more kerosene on it. Yeah. And at one point, they bring out the tractor to put up a perimeter. Again, as if this fire is going anywhere. <laughs> but... But maybe the people who are putting out the fire that fast are already infected by the thing. So Not this that is, point. they so don't want it to get burned. One thing we didn't mention was they found some bloodied up, torn up long johns earlier. Nalls finds them mm -hmm. uh, in the kitchen. So we as an audience know someone's already infected. Sure. And we also know that someone got infected by the dog. Could be a separate incident or it could be that incident. So at this point, McCready does that in his head as well and he starts going, Looks like we might be infected already. Finally, someone says it. Yeah. So we start to creep into what is, I would argue, the main uh, driving force of this movie, which is a who is it mystery, basically. You know, that's what's going on. Uh, I would say when Blair starts fucking up everything uh, and they throw him into the tool shed. Now, this is my theory. I think Blair was already turned. He did this to get to the tool shed. And put seeds of doubt in Mac's mind about Clark, who we later determine is actually not infected no. at all. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit of a ditch. Or Clark. Yeah. Clark I, again. He just wanted to play with his Clark deserved power. better. Blair busting up the machine room. The part where he goes, that thing wasn't a dog. Yeah. It didn't want to be a dog. It wanted to be us. It wanted to be us. <laughs> it wanted to be us. Once again, Wilfred Brimley. You've mentioned that what's not a dog. We know. We know. <laughs> so good. But that, I gotta tell you, so I have good. never seen Wilford Brimley more active. I don't think he ever did that much action ever again in his life. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> Shooting everybody. And breaking the fake is sounding punch when McCready like it just clobbers him. <laughs> Goes in and punches this old fucking man right in the face. Yeah. Meanwhile, Windows is in the corner, like stands up and gets knocked out Got by his air. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He like gets up and then falls, falls back down as right if he got down. hit in the head. <laughs> Windows is worthless. Windows is um, the worst. So fucking worthless. Uh, but at this point, we now enter into the phase, like I was saying. Uh, we really don't know who is an alien who's not. And this really becomes a paranoid movie at that point. Distrust face. Mm -hmm. So yes. this is where the movie really excels. So just mm -hmm. as background, John Carpenter has a trilogy called the Apocalypse Trilogy. This is the first one, followed by Prince of Darkness, finishing with In the Mouth of Madness. All of them dealing around some sort of apocalyptic event, but it's more about how the people are the ones that are ruining the situation by not trusting or by doing something 
to cause the apocalypse rather than solve it. This movie mm-hmm. is such a good example of they could have just said, let's figure this out. Let's be rational. But no, 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 no. No, they all, they all wanted to hate each other and distrust each other. This is part of the reason that I hated this movie so much. Which is some <laughs> Welcome like, back, Jill. Well, yes. it's just fucking Lord of the Flies bullshit. Like, if you guys would all just stay in the same room together and calm down a little bit, like, mm-hmm. the only reason that you're doubting if these people are infected is because you keep letting them wander off by themselves. Like, if you would all just stay together in the same room and wait this thing out, you're eventually probably going to beat it. And had they had a Ripley on their team, she probably would have talked some sense into them. Yeah. There is something to consider that I think people forget that in the, during the dog scene, those hands bust out of the raptors. They don't literally show it escape, but pretty sure it escapes. And so there is another thing walking around that we don't see. Could be, could be. Could be. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, that could happen, but there also could be another one of the things walking outside just waiting for them to make one mistake and then assimilate. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, we really don't see any contact, really, uh, besides uh, Benning. You see Benning's. And that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then you could argue that how does Blair get affected? Mm-hmm. Could be one of them, could be the thing that escaped with the raptors that got to him, unless mm-hmm. he was already infected, like you said. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could have got infected when he was doing that autopsy. You know? Yeah. With that eraser, right? In that mouth. eraser, right in the mouth. That's just gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no thanks. But literally, the part after he freaks out and then McCready is like sitting him down and like getting mm-hmm. him ready, he's like, I'm okay now. Yeah. I'm good now. I'm like, okay. I don't think you're good. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're creepier now Blair. than you were. <laughs> and then, obviously, at the point where we go back to him, and, well, getting ahead of it, but there's like mm-hmm. a noose hanging up and he's really creepy. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's I'm, like I'm, they're I'm just safe. not addressing it. I'm like, safe to be around now. I yeah. promise. Like, you're really not. <laughs> he's got uh, a noose hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> the noose really threw me. <laughs> Nobody acknowledges it. They're just like, no. I don't know. Are you sure? And he's like, yeah. I'm totally fine. Great. He's like loading a gun. <laughs> but put him in bed. You know what I think it was, though? I think the reason he threw that fit is uh, he didn't have his insulin. <laughs> well, right. if you didn't have a diabetes, <laughs> that goddamn diabetes. Um, My blood sugar. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, at this point, I honestly, I think there are. From this point on, three solid scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to start with, uh, and again, I won't get too in-depth with all the mystery and intrigue, because there's a lot of it. But uh, McCready uh, and Nalls come back in from the cold. Nalls says he found uh, McCready's, uh, what was it? His, it's like jacket. Yeah, his jacket. His, 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 his um like onesie mm-hmm. mechanic yeah. onesie exactly <laughs> whatever those are called it was basically uh, destroyed and so now they think well, we're... well remember Fuchs had found it earlier and then just is dead yeah no one explains how Fuchs just died I guess there's a deleted scene where Fuchs is actually killed by someone with a shovel to the throat for whatever reason they didn't want that in the movie okay uh, so if you could just a corpse on the ground burnt up burnt up real good actually way more than any other better than anything else in this movie um <laughs> and not even smoking still and that's a rap on fuchs that's a rap on fuchs who wasn't really contributing anything no, anyway um just being very scared 
I did not really understand the significance of finding everyone's ripped up clothes. It was just to sow discontent. I think literally the thing is place, placing them around just to mix people up. Well, like, is the idea that they have right. gotten infected and then busted out of their clothes? Yeah, yeah. Because they're all in the same outfit that they were before. So why would you... Why would you think someone's busted out long johns would be affected and not the rest of his outfit that he's been wearing the whole time? Yeah. What? You're not wrong, Jill. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people, like, when they on on threads online will point out and say, oh, he's wearing different clothes in this scene. He must be infected. He's like, we could also just change. <laughs> Put a different coat on. I didn't notice. I mean, did you get out a Reddit black hole with this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I, I read mean, about I'm... Dick Warlock, I had to read more. <laughs> Dick Warlock, I'm in. Let me go down this rabbit hole. I'm sorry, what did you say your name was? Have we met? Richard Warlock? No, no, no. What are you not. doing later? <laughs> Dick Warlock. He's been down many rabbit holes. Ho! <laughs> Ho! Well, at this point, uh, I'm guessing uh, Norris is having a heart attack or he passes out. And they get the doctor, Dr. Copper. And they start doing a resuscitation on him. And for what my money's worth, this is one of the most amazing special effects scenes just ever. When he goes in to paddle, uh, paddle his heart, and the doc's hands go into the mouth. Belly teeth. Belly teeth. Bites his fucking arms off. <laughs> bites him at the elbow. He goes in deep. Deep, deep. Bites those fucking arms off. And then jumps up into a Norris-headed spider. (laughs) And so, well, at first it was this long-necked creature that jumped up on the ceiling. Uh, MacReady burns it. But not before the fucking head of Norris detaches. Which is my favorite special effect. Oozes away. The way the the neck just shreds that love so much. So good. That's so good. Uh, And then gets on the ground. And weasels away. Weasels away <laughs> and grows spider legs. That, that First me. tonguing its way around the foreground yes. spider legs. <laughs> and it even chooses to grow brand new eyes um, just out of the base of the head. Um, they look at it for a minute and go, hmm. I love when they first see it and they're just like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Palmer is the first to see it and I'm pretty sure Palmer is turned at this point, point, 100% Palmer's turned. My theory is that Palmer actually killed Fuchs. That Palmer was already affected. I personally think it was Blair that did it. I think, But wasn't it, Blair in the tool shed? But we know Blair snuck out so much to build his little space. He also <laughs> built a whole... <laughs> well, he built it in the tool shed. But he must have found ways around, because how was he going to scavenge all those parts just from the tool shed? He got um, them from all over the place. Also, I mean, if you can build a tunnel and build a whole goddamn spaceship, you can build... A tunnel to get out out of it. So That's I think fair. Blair had fair. Blair had full access <laughs> yeah, to the entire base. I'm sure Blair was able to do well. He, he um, built an <laughs> underground mechanics shop that housed. Shimmy that door yeah. open. I gotta tell you, I do think Palmer was the first infected though. That's what I, I've always thought either him or Norris, but I think it was Palmer. Interesting. Okay. And also Palmer's acting when they're all like, "We need to go out," and he goes, "I go on windows." I'm all of a sudden, his whole term is totally off. Mm-hmm. I go with him. And like, oh, yeah. so you're not you anymore. <laughs> you're yeah, something you're else. Strange. Uh, but Charles is like, he's like, I try. he's like, I'll go with Charles. Charles is like, who said I wanted to go with you? Yeah, I'm not you. <laughs> Childs, uh, no, I can't stress he's enough how I love Charles. Astounding Keith David and Kurt Russell are. I love both good. of them so much. They hate each other and love each other. Yeah. <laughs> 
So um, at this point, that so that sequence happens. Again, we now go into uh, Kurt Russell has developed a theory that he can test everyone's blood to see if uh, they are this creature by heating up a piece of wire and touching it to um, everyone's blood. Now, again, everyone's real fucking worried about this creature uh, getting, uh, you know, infecting them, but they use the same goddamn scalpel to cut everybody's hand open, which is pretty wild. We don't know if they cleaned it afterwards. They don't really show a lot of uh, It shows Windows he, wiping he, he, it on uh, his pants. <laughs> he was the last one, though, right? No, he wasn't. Uh, he was the second one. Because <laughs> he cut Nalls open first. And then uh, McCready was like, okay, now your turn. But yeah. he saw, oh, Nalls isn't infected. I can cut my hand. Mm. Oh, I'm not infected. Someone else I thought they cut them all up oh, and had fair. the jars ready before they did all the testing. No. no. I mean, there may not be the thing, but there's still hepatitis. So yeah, it's still gross. We still, still shouldn't be sharing scalpels. Yeah, we, you know, it's not great. So how they explain it, he explains it as if the thing is separated from the whole, it will react defensively. Mm-hmm. So the argument that Kurt Russell could be infected, McCready could be infected, is that if he's holding his own piece of him in his hand, mm-hmm. then it won't react defensively if it's part of his hand, even though it's not attached to him anymore. That's mm-hmm. the argument that he that, that that that's why he passed the test. Okay, um, it's it's thin. It's I thin. don't know. That's reaching because yeah. <laughs> he's not technically touching the blood. Now, Corey, um, I say this a lot with especially these movies we've reviewed. I honestly don't think anyone put that much thought into. They this. certainly <laughs> did not. But at the same time, if you ask John Carpenter who was infected, who wasn't, what time, he says, I don't know. Because yep, he purposely you. didn't care to, to, to flesh that out. <laughs> yeah. Which is very John Carpenter. Which is fine. Which is fine. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm down for whatever you want to do. But uh, So this is another great part. So yeah, One person does not pass the test. Uh, I would say not. Um, <laughs> at this point, uh, Childs and Kurt Russell are having an argument. As well as Gary and Kurt Russell. And then the surprise shock. Uh, how'd you guys like the surprise? I loved it. Jill? I mean, sure. <laughs> he's telegraphing it a little bit. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, I will say of everyone else, he's very obvious. He's just like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. like looking everywhere, but, but he's looking so mm-hmm. suspicious. Yeah. He very much is suspicious. He is pretty suspect. But when that uh, he touches that blood and that creature pops out, that's a great scare. I love that it. is a great yeah. scare. Uh and then at that point, uh, Palmer turns into a straight-up fucking face monster. Mm-hmm. And then our friend Windows is eaten by fucking good, Palmer. Good head bite here. Perfect. Great head bite. Just the worst time for the flamethrowers to stop working all uh, of a sudden. I would argue uh, Windows didn't even try. Did not, try. <laughs> did not even try. Windows was pretty... I think we were all fine with seeing him. Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, didn't miss much with Windows. Kind of done with him. The part where he like ran to go grab the gun, I was like, Windows, get your shit together, man. That's not Windows, you fuck up. Like, get a, get over it. Um, I really feel like anybody could have operated the radio. Um, anyway, <laughs> I will say, I've, I love special effects so much. This is where I was like, Windows body is <laughs> terrible. I, and Windows body is a dummy. <laughs> Just getting slung around. It's slung around. It's like the size of a child all of a sudden. It it's is. so small. It uh, is 
flying around like a goddamn Muppet. And, uh, which, finally, which I love, too. I mean, I love, I love it's how great. silly it's great. it is. Uh, now, at this point, uh, we know that Bomber's alien. He is burnt, as is Windows' body. Uh, and then we find out that no one else is infected. Not Childs, not Gary, not Nalls, and they are our only people left alive still. By the way, get Gary out of that goddamn chair. God, Gary. <laughs> the way he was so calm and then went into that freak out. I know you guys are having a moment, but when you have a second, could you fucking don't talk me? Could you give me out of this goddamn His cow? face goes from white to blush red in the I scene. love, so I gotta tell you, I really love that actor too. Yeah. I gotta be honest. He, and Jill reminded me of it earlier, he has done the trifecta. He has worked with both Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn because he was in my one of my absolute favorite like uh, comfort food movies that I absolutely love, uh, House Sitter with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn. <laughs> he plays Steve Martin's dad. They look about the same age. Oh, um, I don't know about that one. Yeah, <laughs> it is a great movie. So he's worked with both of this Hollywood uh, couple. I wonder if he was telling thing stories on the set of House Sitter. <laughs> I'm sure Goldie Hawn didn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> Your husband can be a real asshole. <laughs> he was a monster. Always had that hair. Um, anyway, so House Sitter, one of my favorites. Um, but at this point, really, I only have one more scene that I think is really uh, astounding. We kind of touched on that uh, Wilford Brimley's character has, within a very short amount of time, dug a hole, uh, constructed a spacecraft in the basement, <laughs> and I guess is planning to fly away. And at this portion, everyone left alive, which includes uh, Mac, Childs, Gary, and Nalls. They have the realization that, oh, well. We got to go check. We got to go check Blair, right? And we got to go check with Blair. <laughs> but then after they find Blair's uh, secret project, they make the decision that, well, we're not getting out of here alive. And I think they've come to terms with that. They're just going to die. And they decide to completely destroy the thing. Uh, before Keep it from the freezing, rest. they try to destroy yes. it. Light everything on fire. Yes, they destroy every last thing in this camp. Um, did you guys have anything to add before I get toward the end of this? I just couldn't get on board with this thought process. <laughs> we have figured out via blood test that's proven pretty trustworthy. Mm -hmm. None of us are infected. If we all just stay in this room together... There's no way that it can infect us without us knowing because we're all together. We're all going to see it coming. Well, that's it's it's a micro. They're thinking macro. They don't want it to get out. They don't want it to survive and, and make it to the rest of the world. But surely it's going to keep trying to infect you. It's going to keep, keep trying to kill you guys. So, like, they, yeah. wait for it to come back and kill it. Sit in a circle with a flamethrower. Wait for it. Also, Charles was definitely infected. Oh. Literally, they, they're like, Charles, you stay back. Don't move. I'm yeah. awesome. If any of us comes back, torches. Mm -hmm. Childs walks away a moment later. Yes. <laughs> later Childs later says he's chasing Blair and then is not present for the rest of the movie till the very last scene. That is absolutely right. And like, oh, I got lost in the storm. And I saw the explosions. I was like, mm -hmm. but those explosions have been going on for so long. For about the last <laughs> 30 minutes, Childs. <laughs> Childs. But um, that's also my favorite. I love the... Uh, essentially a Mexican standoff that he and Childs have. Mm -hmm. yeah. And knowing that they are not going to survive, they're 
going to die, freeze to death, whatever the case may be. And they just kind of sit there. I, I really love that ending. I, I do too. Yeah, there's, the ambiguity of it all. There's a lot of ways to look at it, though. Mm-hmm. You can look at optimism as they, they both are, we're not, effect, we're not infected, we're just going to die here together, have some whiskey, pal. Yeah. And then he smiles, futility. Yeah. Or he thinks Charles is infected, so he gives him the whiskey to see if he'll drink it without second-guessing it, because we mm-hmm. know from earlier that if they drink anything opened that's infection, risk, yep. and Charles just drinks it without even questioning it, and he smiles mm-hmm. going, well, shit, he's infected. Mm-hmm. Or McCready's infected the whole time, Wants to infect Charles is the last ditch effort. You really want to miles when really he want takes this the swing. Be true, Corey. Um, I just I, I like the idea. <laughs> or okay. they're both infected in the end, and he's just smiling. He's like, hey, "We did it. Let's freeze." So we just accept that nobody won. Nobody and... did win. Yeah, nobody won in this movie. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. they're they didn't all dead. Defeat it. They didn't mm-hmm. stop it. They stopped. They think you think that they think they stopped it, but Unless really, they're we infected. Don't know. I love that. We you don't think know. That they... It's completely. We have no idea. Also, real, real, a real bummer for me is that Nalls doesn't get shown his death. He just no. walks off frame and he's gone. And I really love Nalls, too. <laughs> Have you read the storyboard of how they wanted to kill Nalls? No. How did this happen? Ooh, so Nalls would walk off screen and then McCready's like, where you at, bud? Where you at, Nalls? All of a sudden, he pops out of the floor, starting to be assimilated, and one of those big tendrils explodes through his whole body. Oh, and I would have loved to see that. But that I don't think they great. had capability to... I think they ran out of money. I, I was going to say, I think they shot their load on a bunch of other scenes. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh... but, also, but also Gary getting so... Fucking <laughs> Gary. He just gets can, can we go to that? We, yes. We skipped over that. Yeah. Go to that part. <laughs> Poor Gary. Gary just gets his fingers completely... Blair walks up to Gary, wordlessly just shoves his whole hand... Fist whole in. hand <laughs> right in Gary's face and the fingers soak into his cheeks and it is just an it's it's gross looking yeah. that is the most upsetting thing it's pretty nasty to me I'm sorry for, for graphics that aren't bloody or gory it's odd it's gross skin yeah. just does not do that mm-hmm. no matter how hard I push my hand into your face I guess they're arguing that as soon as it starts simulating right now, <laughs> yeah. and then like a scene later he drags him off by that skin, yeah, yeah, over his and head. his like whole hand has started to go into his whole face. Yeah, yeah for some reason the skin is just stretchy now. It's just mm-hmm. rubber. Well, yeah, he's rubber absorbing skin. it, and it's that like doesn't go away. On a pizza. That doesn't go away in the sequel either, especially it's or especially so. Like the thing in the sequel, which is not good. But are you talking about the remake? Well, it's technically a prequel oh, sequel. Fuck that. Anyway, yeah. there's there's parts where it just like leans up against him, and then all of a sudden the skin's stuck and oh, sucking shit. away. I was like, okay, well, this rubber skin thing's not going away. Did they use any practical effects in this? No. Oh, fuck them. Absolutely. It's um, cool. <laughs> uh, again, I mean, all I have to say, I really love that ending, and the the effects in this movie stand the test of time. What is this, 40 years? Oh, I'm sorry. Blaine? Not all of them. 39 years old? Oh. <laughs> not all of the effects. At the very end, where Kurt Russell, they've laid the dynamite, he's going to do the plunger, and then the trimmer's worm comes out, and that one <laughs> tentacle comes out and like slides the plunger down to the hole. Okay. That tentacle looks so stupid. Yeah. It does look dumb. Everything else okay. is so rock solid, so uh-huh. that really stands out because it's. Yeah. And just, it's at the end of the movie, so go, it's like the last out, real thing you see. They were out of money. Is, yeah. Is yeah. What they say they like ran out of money. They the Blair, found even, that. The, even the Blair monster is, it's, he's okay. He, he, yeah. He's not as. 
cool as the Norse monster no, no, at no. all. Not at all. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That one's a little rough, but overall, some of overall. the some of the more expensive effects looked astounding to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's it. If you guys don't have anything to add, Corey, what about you? Um, like I said, this is for the for the distrust that this movie creates and really kind of sows their demise. It's one of my, I, that's my favorite part, which is, I, I really love it. Child's being, Amen. child's being just Pete Keith David stubbornness is, it's so good. But then right after Palmer thing and Child's just like, I'm, I'm in now, you're good. <laughs> that's my blood, it's so good. I, I agree with you, Corey. I, this is, it goes in my top three, probably horror movies of all time. Um, my number one was shot down miserably, but either way. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Why did Donald Trump just go to the table? I know. <laughs> Stay out of here. Go back Do to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> what right. are you doing? Did we make it through all of your notes, Blaine? That's all my notes. Yep. Um, Tell award time? Yeah, I think we're there. Yeah, let's move right into okay. it. Uh, I want to start with Corey. Okay. So let's start with the This Dumb Bitch Award. What is your This Dumb Bitch? I have two. Primarily, my This Dumb Bitch Award goes to Clark. This Dumb Bitch <gasps> is not concerned with anybody but these damn dogs. When when Blair is freaking out and they're like, he killed the dogs, Clark just turns heel, leaves them with a guy with a gun, yes. and goes to check on the dogs, and then uh-huh. is more mad at McCready than Blair, who killed... If who I was Clark, dogs? I would be like trying to kill but no the very next scene he's like sneaking up all on McCready he's like you're right McCready you're making good points all with a scalpel in his hand and I'm like Clark don't do it dude he's got a gun and a flamethrower in his hand yeah (laughs) Clark this is a dangerous man right now Clark lunges at him and gets shot full of holes in the head like just big ol what moron yeah but also, dead is the door now. I won't mention my other this bitch because I know that one of you will. You're not making a bad point about Clark, but I will reiterate <laughs> that Clark deserved better. He probably <laughs> raised these dogs. He yeah, probably he... trained from when they were puppies. This dog sled team—they probably mean everything to him. That's the only reason he's here. <laughs> and then they all just get brutally <laughs> murdered. Like some of them it get killed in the worst way the worst like way acid shot yeah. at them mm-hmm. and strangled and then the other ones just get their heads chopped off with an axe <laughs> and he's Blair. thinking why does my why does mccready all of a sudden know so much clearly there's something going on this is the only way that he can know this he's, he's like sus- it must be I mean, that he obviously suspected obviously yeah. There's some super fair. Yeah. <laughs> really it's blaspheming fair. Clark here for no reason. It is definitely fair. Or <laughs> it's definitely I mean, fair. It's not to say that Clark didn't <laughs> he did make some horrible decisions. He yeah. did. Oh yeah. god. I was like, I can't believe Clark didn't break sooner. <laughs> he did he did find his dog. Terrible. We'll just call these his dogs. Sure. So if I came home and found an axe buried into my <laughs> pet. I'd be a little shook. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be a little disturbed. Yeah. Especially if you know the only people who had access to that pet is someone you've lived with. Yes. <laughs> right. You're gonna be real mad at those. But yes. Blame. Dumb bitch. Let's move on to dumb your bitch. dumb bitch. 
Okay. For my this dumb bitch award, I'm gonna go with the Norwegians. Yeah, that's, oh, that was hundred percent my other one. Absolutely. <laughs> for for so many reasons, not alone their marksmanship and grenade handling, but the fact that they dug up a goddamn spacecraft without notifying anyone. Not a soul. I know how Antarctica works. I know there's international treaties yes. governing <laughs> the use and scientific research on Antarctica. There's numerous other countries there. Yeah. yeah. Basically every country. All the developed ones, we could have worked together to dig this up, to monitor it, but no. Mm-hmm. Norwegians wanted to go rogue and take all the credit. This is ours. Yeah. Well, I, it really plays. This is ours. It's Irish German. Um. <laughs> I mean, the whole theme of this movie is stupid men not trusting one another so why wouldn't the norwegians dig it up and immediately say we're gonna handle this and not trust anyone else but that's the thing like the scientific community (laughs) we want to put our our what caveman man instincts to the rear view and come together over science yeah we couldn't even do that no no and these dumb bitch norwegians that's my award absolutely I mean, for a lot of reasons, the Norwegians. Yeah, Norwegians. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Well, mine is, uh, I thought somebody would have thrown this out there, mine is fucking Windows. Windows <laughs> is an absolute turd of yeah. a fucking person. <laughs> he he uh, is quite the little bitch in all of this. Uh, he A, his only job is to keep an eye on these radios, which he can't even do. And he got beat up by old ass uh, Wilford Brimley in an insulin uh, accident. And then has the ability to stop the Palmer monster and just stares at it till it eats its face. Fuck you, Windows. You dumb bitch. That's just deserved to get eaten. He did deserve it. He's he did. Just stupid. Also, but they put them way too close. Like, why did you have to put the chairs side by yeah, side? You, Maybe give them a couple. I mean, they were on the same bench. They were absolutely <laughs> on the same bench. Yeah. All right, Jill. All right. Does what anyone about you? want to take a stab at what my who my dumb bitch is? Dumb bitch. Oh boy, is it everybody on the space? That's it, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's yeah. the whole team. It's the whole. And also, whole you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. You're also right. Yeah, Jill. You got a point. <laughs> you do have a point. There were so many instances where they could have banded together and really figured this out, and they immediately started fighting. Immediately. Testosterone took over. Yeah. And here's my thought. Okay. Kurt Russell and the guy, they first they go to the Norwegian camp, see it's burned down. Then they fly to a spacecraft. Yes. See a spacecraft. They know they haven't been able to contact anyone on the radio, but they have maps showing all the other countries' bases. Yes, they do. Let's take our fucking helicopter and go tell someone else. Uh, There's got to be another ally that we can talk to. Yeah. See if their radio works. Yeah. <laughs> so Just what's going everybody? on? Well, you gotta understand, this is uh, pre nine eleven, and it was the Re- <laughs> <laughs> it was the Reagan era, and we were very much into uh, you know taking over South American countries and replacing them with the dictators we liked, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know all I'll, perfectly relevant. Yeah, and so <laughs> we didn't really trust anybody but Americans at this point in time, so I think that could have been the problem. But you absolutely should have taken that fucking helicopter to another location. Done anything else with it. More practical. Yeah. Absolutely. Should have gone somewhere else. Because they got two flights before Blair 
destroyed it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. All right. Well, that wraps up our This Dumb Bitch segment. Sure Let's does. move into the Creep Show segment. Let's start with you again, Corey. I am going to go with the, the Blair thing mm. in Gary's mouth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just That's a good creep one. show. Just, just gross. Get out of there. It's really gross. Don't put your hands in mouths. Yuck. <laughs> it's a violation. Great. It's a violation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Blair... Oh, I'm gonna say Blair, but Wilford Brimley just walking up so stone cold, like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Brimley. wish, I wish, and we can't see it, but I wish to everything that he had spaghetti coming out of his fingers when he did that. That would have been those, those flipping things. Yes, yeah, that would have been a, just great. Man, they ran out of money. Um. <laughs> All right, Blaine. I also had the Blair in the mouth. Oh, okay. um, the Blair the in the mouth. Just Blair because he was kind of like shaking it too. Had a Blair in the mouth. You know? <laughs> so that's where I was at as well. Before um, he stole the thunder, but that's where I'm going. Oh, wow. Well, right. way to show up to the party. Mano a man. Well, Andrew. <laughs> Boy, um, Blair in the mouth. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll take a Blair in the Three mouth. Three Blairs in the mouth, please. <laughs> Three Blairs in the mouth, everybody. No, mine. <laughs> Make it all around. Yeah, uh, I think this movie has a ton of creep shows, um, but I suppose just to make it different, uh, when the fucking creature jumps out of the, uh, you know, the blood dish, I love that. That is so fucking wild. It is, yeah. Yeah, I love that part. So that'll also, be fun. if McCready is not not infected, him just holding it. Yeah, him just holding that thing. <laughs> like I would be like. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe on the table testing. I mean, I guess he didn't know what was going to happen, but even so, you should hold it out further. It was his theory. Yeah. By the way, and Corey, I love that you were theory. showing me that, and this is a audio medium. Um, <laughs> There's not a camera. For, what, no. what about the chaperone? We, we stopped recording it after the lawsuit. Um, so, <laughs> All right. so anyway. Well, my creep show moment was actually the moment right before Blair in the mouth. It's the moment where... <laughs> The guy, who does he do it to? Frank, or Grady. Sure. So Grady has wandered off by himself. Who? Grady? Grady's Grady. <laughs> not right? Child the, wanders off by himself. The, no. Care, no, the caretaker the, from The Shining? The person no. whose mouth he sticks it in. Gary? Gary. Gary. Yeah. I wasn't that far off. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the moment right before that when Gary's got his back turned and Blair just like, pops up behind him out mm-hmm. of nowhere mm-hmm. and he's got that really creepy look on his face so and you just know he's infected mm-hmm. and the way he just pops up out of nowhere and just he's almost smiling mm-hmm. that was the creep show moment for me more so even than him sticking his hands in because you're just like oh what's really he gonna do scene, yeah. compared combined wow everybody just... really hates blair fucking I around with gary's like face <laughs> i also really didn't like him talking through the noose as if it wasn't there that really creeped me i'm out. fine i wanted yeah, more backstory guys, come on bring it like back. was he just doing this because he was bored that I mean, was some real like shining was, shit yeah. Ooh, trying i didn't like that yeah, I mean, if there had been a man in a like a teddy bear costume blowing him, it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's the one thing this movie was missing. It really was a man in a teddy bear outfit blowing another man. All right, our next award. Jill, is... I just gotta say, 
I know no one else will know this, but I love how you keep touching your phone as if you're reading something. <laughs> There's off nothing of it. on there. <laughs> you have touched that phone that every screen. time you've asked a question. Nothing on there. And it is just your screen. <laughs> I almost said, I was like, am I losing my mind? <laughs> There's something on there I can't see. I keep, I, just, I do have notes. I just keep going to open them, and then I remember what I was going to say before okay. I actually okay. open them, and I realize I don't need to. I was like, no one's watching. Now I've lost track of where I am. Final cut. Final but, yeah. cut. No, How did this yeah. make the final cut? Okay. Yes. Uh, me again? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. We're all thrown. Oh. I do have two. Could you just let me touch my phone? <laughs> yeah, and I'm then sorry. That would have been a lot smoother. I'm so sorry, John. I have two here. One we've talked about, one we have not talked about. Mm-hmm. The first one is that shadow scene. While I love that Dick Warlock, shout out, yeah. uh, was part of that, it's intentionally misleading. Mm-hmm. doesn't really provide anything to the plot. And if we didn't see this dog do that shady shit, I think him going to the cage the first time would have been a lot more yeah. effective. Because I mean, beyond all... that, all he's doing is just staring at people a little. He's, <laughs> leer- he's leering, actually, I would say. He's leering. It, it does something that was very unnecessary, and it wants to create a mystery of who it was but i mean that's gonna exist that. anyway you so didn't, yeah we really didn't, you didn't need, need that right there and then it just makes me go well, was it norris in there or was it was it palmer or was it was it blair was it blair it looked like norris but i don't know so the other one is this i don't think any of you caught it copper when he's sewing up george benning's bullet wound at the beginning mm-hmm. is wearing a nose ring Corey, he is a full-on oh, this nose was ring. going to be in we, my notes <laughs> Blaine definitely was like, what I is that? Because at first I thought, this motherfucker's nose is running. Uh, nope. It looked like snot. <laughs> then later on, you get a better shot of the nose ring. I have now, seen this movie a lot and never, never noticed caught it that. Either. Never. Now, this was an act, the actor's choice. He just wanted to do it, and they allowed it. Now, <laughs> Sounds like something John Burke I have nothing against someone wearing a nose ring. Do it. Have fun. Yeah. You are in Antarctica. Yes. You are a professional doctor. <laughs> Why on earth did this make it in the movie? And he does not seem like Why is anyone wearing jewelry in Antarctica? (laughs) Charles has earrings. Why? Why? That can't be. It was also such an oddly placed nose ring. It's like in it's it's a hoop. Like almost on his cheek. It's a hoop in the crease between Mm -hmm. his nose and cheek. I mean, if we're talking about ridiculous Niles also brought roller skates. That's unsafe in the I, kitchen. I'll it's say unsafe it. in the kitchen, but Sonic, you know y'all are y'all are dumb. Y'all got He's losses. having a great time. I mean, I, I'm not. I appreciate him for it. <laughs> you gotta entertain yourself somehow. <laughs> <laughs> he really is having fun. But no, it. I noticed it when they first arrived at the Norwegian base, and I was like, "Is he wearing some kind of like?" He oxygen did still. Thing? He still had it then. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Is he wearing an oxygen thing?" And then when it showed him close up, I was like, "Now wait up, just a goddamn." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? That That's blew so me away. Couldn't handle it. That's a good one. For a character we yeah. didn't get hardly any information on, that's no. not providing anything extra for me. No. <laughs> it really isn't doing anything. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> That's what you want to do. This guy's got a kink. We're not sure yeah. what it is, but we know he has one. I feel like if Fuchs yeah. like, had like a really cool tattoo on his neck that he goes like this. Or, or <laughs> How do you add that? We don't care. What if Fuchs, you know, looked uh, dressed like, you know, in all those uh, sweatshirts, sweatpants, but then it panned down. He's wearing just the highest red pumps you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> just kinky boots in him. Yeah. He's just wearing straight up pumps around the base. Oh my god, so stupid. I think we. I think that would have made a better scene. Um, <laughs> Fuchs. Yes. Fuchs is the most nothing. He's the most nothing character. Fuchs thing. gave me nothing. It's just like, hey, McCready, I think something's up. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Hey, McCready, uh, machine out of cans. 
Bye. Okay. <laughs> you gotta go. Blaine, what can you yes. not believe made the final cut? <laughs> All the fucking fade outs. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting touch to this movie. Too many. Too many fades. Mm-hmm. They could have made uh, some more seamless transitions, I think, from scene to scene. I think the fades was a, uh, I don't know, like I just... It felt really not in the right movie. They were very (laughs) abrupt. I just... I'm telling you, it's because Wilford Brimley just went ham. (laughs) They had to cut that down. Started fisting that body. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Wilford! I'm making a choice here, okay? He got a nose ring. <laughs> Let me fist, man. Let me fist, bro. John Carpenter's in the background. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, we can always fade out. Give him a cookie. <laughs> Please, someone give him his insulin. But yeah, so my final cut is the fades. All right. Andrew? Uh, my final cut is from the very first scene of this movie. Did we need to see a spacecraft traveling through space? I think we would have put this together. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just, it was it done. absolutely, like I think it would have been more effective just to open with the thing uh, logo burning. Yeah. Didn't need the spacecraft. I agree. We see it later in the movie. We will put this together. That it was so, so sorry. Um, I spit a little bit, everybody. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so yeah, that was mine. Nobody needs the goddamn spacecraft at the beginning of the movie. Totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. All right, Chill. my final cut, I'm going to go back to Clark, and I'm going to say the oh second scene where he goes back to the kennel and sees the dog's head chopped off is unnecessary. And I get, mm-hmm. like, it's supposed to spawn his murderous rage, but I honestly feel like they could have just said, Blair killed the rest of the dogs, and we would have understood. I don't think that we needed to see them chopped up. I think we would understand Clark's anger, and his feelings without showing him beeline back there to look at the dead dogs. That's valid. Yeah, I don't disagree. Any dead animal is never that fun to see. <laughs> no, no, especially since we've it. already gotten a lot of dog deaths earlier in the movie. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think we needed this Had my many. Bill. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with you, Joel. Um, All right. Did the time change? No. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to... The wave is cresting. Then go kill myself. Jill, I love everything you're doing. Um, Right. Yeah. So so now I guess we're into scoring, huh? Yeah. All right. We're going to move into the scoring portion. And we're going to start with scare. Now, this is a scale of one through five, Corey. So. Any decimals? Like half? Like halves? Sure. We can do Go crazy. Do my points matter, actually? Because I don't want to. None of the points matter. I don't, well, I don't want to mess up, like, if you look back and say, so-and-so got a 65. It's, it's still good to know. We won't count yours in the ultimate, cool. but we like to know where you're at. Absolutely. Great. Great. All right, so for Scare, I give it a 3.5. Okay. Because I do think it is inherently scary. Watching on the first time, jump scares are in it, mm-hmm. and it's nightmare fuel for sure. Uh, a couple of those things. So I would definitely say... Solid 3.5. 3.5. Okay, so now for the scores that matter. <laughs> I did preface that, knowing that that's probably the case. Not a I'm, friendly transition. I'm, I'm no. joking. I'm joking. We've never given a decimal point, I don't believe. I think I have before. I think it's fine. What's your score? Oh, holy shit. Well, she, she, she put the heat right back She on. wants to keep it going. She did. Yeah. Or, she was, or she's mad at what you said to me. Maybe. 
We've been friends for 20 years. Yeah. I yeah. think she wants to start back <laughs> at the beginning of this movie. And let's go again. <laughs> well, a redo from the top. Yeah. I, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I, I do think that the not knowing who is infected is the scariest part for sure. Um, yeah. Like, like Corey said, that's, that's, that's where the, the crux of the movie is. Okay. I tried to do a timeline watching this time. and mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. yeah. Three. Not possible. Okay. <laughs> Andrew? I'm going to give it a 3.5, just like Corey. Because I agree. There's some great, uh, there's some greatness here. For sure. And it does have, <laughs> does have some good jump scares. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to give this a 1.5. Oh, boy. On the scare scale. Better than, better than one. It is better than one. Well, I don't know. There's some... Ugh, things. I don't know that it's really <laughs> scary to me. That's completely so, fair, Jill. I just—it's not what I would. I actually would go so far as to say this is not a horror movie. This is a sci-fi. Therein lies a debate that we'll have about our next movie for sure. Oh, we can have that Corey's debate. Absolutely. Ahead. Okay. I but I would put this with Alien as being not a horror movie and more of a sci-fi movie. Really? I would. All right, moving right along then, mm-hmm. Corey. As far as suspense, so I I consider suspense to be the you know the overwhelming dread you're feeling the entire time, and scares mainly on the jump factor. So suspense, I said four, because I feel like the whole time, especially once it really starts moving in about thirty minutes, really even before that, you're kind of on the edge, not even knowing what's going to happen next. And if you're like me, trying to rewatch it and calculate who's infected first and who you know what the actual timeline is it's still pretty darn suspenseful because even though you know what's coming up next you might catch something you didn't see before that completely changes your timeline all right like that i'm gonna go with a 4.5 on this one oh okay um just because i think of suspense is like you don't know what's about to happen. You're on your, your edge of your seat wondering what is going to happen. And this whole movie, you're like, who's infected the whole time? So I think there's a suspense, mm-hmm. underlying suspense throughout the whole movie. And is never resolved. So 4.5. Okay. Andrew? I like that. Well, I'm going to continue on down the line. I'm going to give this movie a 5 as far as suspense goes. I believe that... <laughs> Thanks, Jill. Um, I believe uh, this movie, from the very beginning, you're constantly trying to figure out what the hell is going on, like Blaine said. And from the very second we see these uh, Norwegians shooting at this dog, we are curious, and that keeps going to the very end. Five for me. All right. I'm actually going to give this movie a three for suspense. Which is probably Better higher than, than you thought I was going to give it. Yeah. Surely was. I will agree that I didn't really know what was going to happen, but I think the fault in this movie is that I didn't care what mm. was going to happen because none <laughs> of them were likable and I wasn't rooting for anyone except what? the dogs who they killed early on. They were the first to go. Um. <laughs> All right. Okay. Our next category is plot slash characters. So, Corey... I will say that the characters weren't all fully fleshed out. As we've mentioned, Fuchs, we know next to nothing about. 
Um, and there's a couple other characters you can say that about. Honestly, Norris, even though he had the coolest scene ever, I couldn't tell you one thing about him. No, no, uh, no. So I uh, have, a, have a as a three for plot and characters. They're great, but they're not really fleshed out. Nice. Yeah. All right, Blaine. I'm gonna go with a two for plot and characters, uh, for very similar reasons, just a little more harsh. Um, because yeah, you you don't know anything about them, and they don't really spend very much time. And all the goddamn choices that these people make it just enrages me so it's terrible <laughs> two all right so for plot and character too oh i didn't okay. mention plot at all it's a very reactionary plot so <laughs> you, it's not very linear I mean, it's linear but it, it's all over the place so okay all right, all right. um i think a four for me okay <laughs> <laughs> holy shit never has there been pushback um, <laughs> uh, for me, plot-wise, I thought it was a really good plot. Um, I mean, it's a it's a straight-up whodunit with uh, Alien, you know. And the characters, like you said, aren't super developed, but I would give uh, at least uh, some points for what we do have. Yes. Uh, so, four for me. Your main characters are decently. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I disagree i'm gonna give uh, the plot and characters uh, a one in this movie all right For the aforementioned things i mean i watched this movie just last night and before we started this podcast could not have named three of the characters by any means couldn't tell you what they did why they were there i still don't really understand why they were why were they there Research. Science. Sure, okay. (laughs) Cool, yeah. Shakespeare. The two scientists on the team. In the park. What more do we need to know? But yeah, I just... Space blood We have no way of knowing (laughs) who's infecting who, why. Mm -hmm. What is... Why? All right. I'm going to give it a one. That's fair. It sounds pretty... That's fair. You sound pretty set on that, so... (laughs) All right, the next category is acting. So I, for acting, obviously, you know, Kurt Russell, Keith David, Wilford Brimley, and the guy who plays Gary, who I don't know his name, are great. I do think that they're very strong. I will say that Palmer is meh. Windows is not great. Uh, Neither is Fuchs. (laughs) They're, They're all decent. None of them I would say bad. I would say Palmer is actually not that great when he's the thing. It's kind of obvious. Um, and I'm not sure if that was intentional or not. Eyebrow but raise. I think that they, yeah, it might as well have been. I think that they don't outweigh the good acting, so I'm saying four. You're saying four? Four. Oh, okay. You guys really like this movie. Blaine? I'm going to go with a three. Oh, my goodness. I think that there are some solid performances, but nothing jumps off the screen. You know, even Kurt Russell, he's... It's very, I don't know, the same level almost all the way through, I think. He's just as mad at the chess game as he is at the alien. Right. (laughs) There's not a lot of 
ups and downs of the emotion i think oh, let's let's face it that's kurt russell though most of his <laughs> 80s movies that is that is kurt russell yeah that's what i'm saying it could have been you know could have been have watching you ever seen that? He shows overboard a huge right range now in overboard. he sure does he, he's very have you ever seen that hunk of shit big trip on little john um <laughs> <laughs> you do not say that you me. bite your tongue <laughs> bite your dare tongue, you sir. egg shin will come after you <laughs> wang so. it's gonna kick you <laughs> all right so three three is more than fair andrew oh we're talking about acting here so yeah. if i'm giving sans lamb the five i mean i think pretty much everybody has the same range as anthony hopkins oh, yes. <laughs> i think uh three is more than fair <laughs> for this absolutely agreed by the way, that uh, Gary's name is Donald Moffat, and he died in 2018. Oh, bummer day. Sad yeah. day, Donald. I don't know if you know this, Corey, but I bring all the death news here. Um, <laughs> um, who brought you the death news about your beloved from Sleepaway Camp? It was you. Desiree That's Gould. True. Our Desiree, our own. Our own R.I.P. Martha. Yes. I love I'm taking credit for that. Proud, too, bud. <laughs> and I told you. <laughs> All right, as far as acting, I'm going to give this movie a two. Because, again, very even performances all around. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck Blair was on, but... Insulin. Uh, yeah, insulin. <laughs> I think the problem was he wasn't on his Not insulin. enough. Yeah. There was just they want to be us. <laughs> want to be us. Kurt Russell was just angry the whole time. It's not a time. dog. <laughs> Childs was also pretty angry the oh, whole so time. Mad. So mad. Childs wanted them. Fight. Everybody's just it. so mad. That was like the only direction they got was you're just you're mad. It doesn't matter why. The happiest Charles was is when Palmer handed the joint, or he didn't hand it. He just leaned his arm over and said, "Give me that." Yeah, there wasn't an ask. He just said, "Give, <laughs> give me that." That is my next. Let's watch these videotapes, these game shows. <laughs> Seen this one? Yeah. Or I know how this one ends. I know. All right, our final ranking category is entertainment value. Not gonna, not gonna say anything further than a five, hard five. We've already talked about how. I've seen it, Corey. Right. I've seen it about six, seven times. I'm not like go. gonna say like twenty or anything. That's crazy, but you know. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, it's Corey likes many. this movie. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen Dom and Destiny. Andrew, <laughs> I'm sorry, Blaine. You... <laughs> you know not to go out of order with that one. <laughs> he will lose it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with. A three. Okay. I don't have any real explanations for that other than... uh, (laughs) Well, that's a fair way to... I think that's middle of the road. Yeah. Hey, go with your heart. If that's what you feel, it's what you feel. Yeah. I mean, it's not... There's no, like... It's not funny at all. There's no... No. Really really isn't funny. fun moments. It's just kind of... It makes you think too much for me to want to watch it a lot of times. Would Um, you recommend it, though? Yeah, I'd recommend it. Okay. Uh, you know, I'd, but I think a three is a solid, solid score. All right, Andrew? No surprises here. I will give this a five. That's a huge surprise to me. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to let you explain it. <laughs> well, if we start back at the beginning, we have that opening shot. <laughs> a spaceship. A spaceship. Flying over there. The podcast is six hours today. <laughs> All right, Jill, what about you? play the movie? Yeah, let's watch it. I might surprise you guys. I'm going to give it a two for entertainment value. Well, looky here. And that is because of the practical effects. I think that they are entertaining. I would 
I don't know, probably have a gun to my head the next time I watch this movie. You come back for the effects. <laughs> I would not do it again. I think you'd like it on the second round. <laughs> I think you would, Joe. But that is the one thing Knowing that some I things you know, with. It does change. Not be so you. sleepy. I will take your word for it. Uh, I'm going to put a gun to your head. Let's watch it later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> this got bad. Corey. So, <laughs> who invited this guy? <laughs> you pitched it. I'm Please just going with it. <laughs> so, Jill, to end, end the, the thing conversation, you don't think this is a horror movie? No, I don't. I wouldn't categorize this as a horror movie. And I don't know if it's fair the way that I categorize it because I consider myself entertained by horror movies. What question? <laughs> so wait, I just want to break this down. <laughs> it's not a horror movie if you're well, not entertained by it. Do you believe, yes. in, do you believe in the category of sci-fi horror? Because I don't think you do. No. That's what I was asking. Is I'm this... saying there's a division between sci-fi and horror, and this goes into sci-fi. Is this... Why is that, why is that the case? What because about horror so. comedy? Just You're there's asking two... my opinion. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. The question here is, is this more of a horror movie horror. <laughs> than Alien? Um, yes. Yes, I will say this is more... Of a horror movie, a whole movie. Horror movie. <laughs> an alien. Broadcasting from Savannah. <laughs> Savannah Jones. This is quite the horror movie. But well, yeah. I. Okay. It's more of a horror movie than Alien, because there's just more jump scares, more practical effects. It's there's just more. <laughs> you seem a little hurt by that. Are you okay? I, I just wanted to, to know where we stood with that. Okay. Just, I'm still a little hurt over Alien, yeah. but that's besides like the point. Let's... If the words monsters, blood, and guts are in a movie, how is it not horror? Monsters? I don't know. I just feel like there's... I don't know. There's like a division, and this is sci-fi. I can't oh, it's explain sci-fi. it It's definitely that. sci-fi. But it's also horror. Yeah. I just have such a disdain for the whole sci-fi category that anything that kind oh, of falls into it. Okay. I just I want to know That's where you draw the line with sci-fi because it could be categorized as he is an alien. Yeah, he's like an alien demon. So okay, like, but because there's no spaceship, mm-hmm. is that what it is? If there's no, I mean on some level, <laughs> he is like a all old timely being alien demon space. thing however he presents himself in a very clown very normal scary way you mean like imitating a human being no because it's not even the same <laughs> oh <laughs> now off the subject so, so, so Jill, you notably <laughs> you notably don't like clowns or sci-fi what do you think about killer clowns from outer space? No, see, I am. <laughs> oh, by the way, is that a sci-fi? Jill just had a stroke. <laughs> Get up, Jill. No, killer clowns from outer space is a horror. Why? Compared to these. I never said that aliens are automatically sci-fi. I'm saying this movie is sci-fi, as you know, is Alien. I think it's an unwinnable conversation. I think this conversation should go on for days. Yeah. yeah. I'm I think very it interested too, by this because no one's believing me. <laughs> I wanna, I'm trying to understand. I think is what's going on. <laughs> Basic. Okay, what it comes down to is 
is if Jill doesn't like it, it's not, not a horror movie. movie. <laughs> you, you did say that. Okay. Um, so and if it has an alien... Which in any... I don't hate that. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the worst way to look at things, I guess. If uh, it has an alien in any sort of spaceship, it's not a horror movie. It would never be played on the sci-fi channel. This um, movie would. I think it would. They play whatever they want. They play Harry Potter. <laughs> sci-fi they actually do. All right. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's kind of the point. Oh, by the way, the new Child Play Chucky series is on sci-fi. Huh. Oh. Well, that's ridiculous. That's not a sci-fi. That's a horror. <laughs> and thinking back, I'm really sad it's not on our list. Well. Well, I think... Oh, right. <laughs> should we wrap up the weird... discussion of the thing? Of the thing. Yeah, so the thing, all in all, got a final score of 45 and a half. Solid. Mm-hmm. That's a solid score. It With is... mine in it? No, without okay, Corey's. Good. Damn. Yeah. I didn't add yours up. I'm sorry. Spirit, if I was in there. Yeah. <laughs> It'd have been our highest score. <laughs> unfairly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally unfairly, because it's fourth person. Math. I'm going to really think out this whole sci-fi versus horror oh, thing. I love that. Oh, I think we should, we should take a break. Let I'm you not gonna, your thoughts. I'm not going to change my opinion, but I am going to flesh out why. You know, build an argument. Yes. I see. I have one last thing, and then I think we definitely need to take a break. But <laughs> there was a scene when Kurt Russell first gets back into the hangar and he has the dynamite and he's threatening to blow him up, there are two crates now of milk duds. What gross fucker wanted milk duds in their time? See, they're Palmer windows. Uh, what? They're the Palmer windows. No, it was Blair. That's why he was having all these thoughts. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. 100% Blair. Well, I think if there's one thing we can all agree on, it's that milk duds are terrible candy. 100%. We can agree on... I like them. What? <laughs> God damn it. Leave my fucking house. I've always liked them. Well, we've noted that Corey's opinion doesn't they're matter. They're caramel and chocolate. What is, what's wrong with you? I wonder Do you why like you your only... teeth? They just yank them right out. You just suck I on wonder them. why you only had two teeth. You just suck on them. Why is, who, Say it one more time. You just choose them. You just what? <laughs> you suck on them. All right. Amen, sister. And that concludes our judgments on John Carpenter's The Thing. Tune in next week with the conclusion to this battle with Steven Spielberg's classic, Jaws. And yes, Corey will be back. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next week.